Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Your calls, the feeling on this Pats team, and of course, Super Bowl talk on WIP. Right now, though, we have to go out to the sports call to guest line. Bring on a guest we've talked to a bunch lately, Dan Orlovsky, former 12-year NFL quarterback. A lot of that time is a backup quarterback, which had to make Dan Orlovsky feel pretty good watching what Nick Foles was able to do on Sunday in the NFC title game. Dan, welcome to the show, bud. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for being here. And it's always fun talking, well, football with you, but certainly quarterback play. And I got to ask, did you get a big smile on your face watching Nick Foles, you know, get into the offense, find his groove, and really play one of the great games we've seen in Eagle history on Sunday? Oh, no doubt. I mean, you know, like I said, my wife's family's all from here, so they, you know, a bunch of their male cousins and and brothers were over, and, you know, they were, you know, a lot of the guys, a lot of them, those guys four weeks ago were, I'm so worried about Nick Foles, and I was the guy sitting there going, he's going to be fine, trust me, he'll be okay, their coaching staff's so good, he's got such good players around him, And, and then, you know, knowing what that feeling is like to have an opportunity to go play just a flat out play let alone the magnitude of the game just to have the opportunity to go play I you know certainly when that game was going on I was making sure they were making eye contact with me and I was giving them the non-verbal I told you so so you know it was, it was really awesome to see him play at such a high level the, 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 the most fun part is you know watching him play with such confidence I think that as a backup you if you go extended periods of time without playing you know it's very easy to you just start to question. It's not. It's not necessarily doubting. It's just you start to question. Okay, well, I haven't played, so do I still have the ability? You know, that question of do I still have the ability to play at a high level continually arises. And to see him play as as well as he did, but just as confidently as he did, was I, I found it as as a quarterback super awesome. Yeah, and it was amazing to watch from a fan perspective because this is a guy that it felt like his confidence was gone, and then he got it back. And I give a lot of credit, Dan to Doug Peterson for tailoring the offense a little bit to him, but then not only showing him that, yeah, you're our guy, we're going to believe in you, but I love that he called plays down the field. He he showed Nick Foles, not only do I say I have confidence, but look, I'm calling the play, I think you can execute it, and I, I think it helped Nick. Oh, listen, when you are a quarterback and you've got a coordinator or a play caller that truly believes in you, not just fakes it, but truly believes in you, here's my example. Jacksonville-New England game, Jacksonville gets the ball back with 55 seconds and two minutes left in the first half. Blake Bortles had been playing well, and Jacksonville takes those knees. You've sent me, as quarterback, you've sent me an incredibly clear message that you have absolutely no faith in me as a player or a decision maker. I mean, you guys know 55 seconds in the NFL is an eternity with two times out, two timeouts. And you, then you look at Doug Peterson and what he's done, so – Two weeks ago, they play Atlanta. First play of the game is a launch down the field. Last weekend, second play of the game is a launch down the field. They get the ball back with 29 seconds left in the first half, and he calls a double move to Ertz down the sideline. I mean, you can't you can't say it enough that what Doug Peterson and his staff have literally done, literally, I mean, I give a lot of credit to Foley. He's playing so well. Is they have breathed 
such confidence into him, real confidence by their play calling and the way they've structured stuff and given him control that he is in such a favorable position because of that coaching staff and the way they, they have just sent messages to him. They've, you know, when they call those plays right before the half, they're literally telling Nick you know, in different ways, we trust you. We have an incredible amount of confidence with you. And give Nick credit, he's executed it. And you could just see the difference of the two examples between you know, Bortles coaching staff sending him a clear message of we don't trust you, and then Nick and, and his staff saying we, we, we totally got your back. Dan, no one can predict what's going to happen in the Super Bowl, and, and we don't know what the stat line's going to look like. But are you at the point now after watching – the last couple weeks of the Eagles under Nick Foles and, and Doug and, and kind of finding their way here. They expect Nick to play well again in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying the same kind of stat line or anything like that, but just because he's a guy that's had ups and downs. He's had good weeks, bad weeks in his career. Do you feel confident that Doug's going to get another good week out of Nick when it's all on the line in Minneapolis? Well, I don't have any evidence to say anything else. I have no evidence to go and say, no, I don't, I don't expect that because every time that he's had to play with the, the people that he has around him player-wise and then the coaching staff he, he has, he's played well. So I have no other reason to, to think otherwise. I think that it's an incredibly favorable matchup for the Eagles offense. I think there's so much that they can do to attack New England with their spread-out run game. I think that they can go after linebackers and coverage. You know, Kyle Van Noy is a guy that I played with in Detroit, and – He's become a very, very solid player for the Patriots. But in pass coverage is, is an incredible weakness. And I think that Ajayi and Clement have both shown to be really good pass catchers out of the backfield. And I, if they can find some matchups on Van Noy and man-to-man, that's going to give Foles some great options. I think that he can go after Eric Rowe. I mean, you can, you can flat-out make him the, the goat of the game if you want to because those guys on the inside, if they can get Aguilar and Ertz because – I think New England's going to play a ton of man on them. I think New England has to play a ton of man on them because of all the RPOs that Philadelphia has run. And run those against zone defenses are the ideal situation. So I think Belichick's going to go, i got to play a ton of man because the RPOs are be shut down a little bit more. And I think if you can get Aguilar and Rowe on the inside, Foles has got an opportunity to have another really, really big day. Not another okay day, but a really big day. We're talking to Dan Orlovsky here. Dan, the Eagles were 10 of 14 on Sunday night on third down against a Vikings defense that was historically good on third down. And at one point, I think it was 9 of 11 before the game was, was pretty much out of reach. Yeah. And it just wasn't um, you know as important at that point to convert those third downs. How did they do that? How did Doug Peterson in this offense do it? Was it simply execution that other teams couldn't? Or was it something schematically you saw that they were just, they had answers for the questions? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. So my, my first my first point would be this. I think their five guys up front are, are being underestimated by a lot of people that are outside of the Philadelphia market. I think that if you look at Howie Roseman's last two drafts, you can obviously say Carson Wentz was the, the linchpin of the draft, but the Vitae pick is proving to be absolutely huge. And then if you look at some of this stuff, so, you know, out of their 10 conversions on third down, three of them were screened. So, you know, there's a big difference between being 10 of 14 and 7 of 14. So three of those screen calls are on third and, I think, third and seven, third and eight, and third and nine, and they all were conversions. So I, I, you can tell Doug Peterson's got this really good amount of trust that he's going to execute these screens, his teams are going to execute these screens. So there's a little bit of schematic stuff, but I think they're, they've got great 
understanding of what they want to get done. That third and one kind of little RPO flat to Ertz, you don't see a lot of teams running that stuff on third and one because of the, the fear of, oh, man, it's such a short distance. Can we get it? So it's definitely a schematic thing. They are doing – they're you, you hear this phrase, uh, put players in positions to be successful. Well, what does that look like? Well, calling a couple screens on third and down, but not your traditional screens where your quarterback drops back three steps, tries to draw the Russian, and then dumps it off. You know, I think that – you know, sometimes teams sniff that out and teams are a little too athletic. They're, they're hitting these quick quick banging screens to screen to Smith on the wide receiver screen. So I think I, I like that stuff that they're doing. And then they've been really, really good on first and second down. You know, I, it sounds kind of cliche, but that has definitely benefited them, benefited them because they've been able to be in control. They're in control. They are on the offense. So, you know, it's a scheme thing, and then you've got to go execute, and those guys are doing a fantastic job of it. I want to get your thought on this uh, part of play calling, Dan, from a quarterback's perspective, because we hear this all the time here, especially when things aren't going well. Balance, balance, balance. You have to run the football. And I primarily agree with that. Balance is a great way to go. But I think sometimes it's overrated. If you're doing something that works, you don't have to worry about being balanced. Just, you know, move the football down the field. First half on Sunday in the title game, Dan, I believe Doug Peterson called 24 pass plays only nine runs. From a quarterback perspective, how much does balance really matter when you're trying to build a lead compared to closing a game? Do you think it matters, or do you think you just kind of go with what works? Well, I do think that it matters depending on your opponent, opponent, but I think it's the illusion of balance that matters more than just the word balance. You know, I've seen, I've been with coordinators who just are continually calling run plays because they just want to say, hey, we were 50-50, and we called 24 runs and 24 passes. We lost by 10, Coach. So, you know, I, 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 I think that there's the illusion of run, that you want teams to still have the respect that, okay, they can run the ball here. And then it, that's why, you know, weeks ago I said this staff is so special, and that's why I thought that Doug Peterson and Frank's Reich, Frank, Frank Reich's kind of experience was going to weigh so much because they understood how to beat Atlanta, and they understood that they had a formulated plan to beat Minnesota, and I'm sure they watched film and said, what's our best way to win this game against this team? I think we've got to throw the ball early, throw the ball early and often, because they're probably expecting us to try to pound it. Can we run the ball on them, establish it? Well, let's get ourselves in the, in the rhythm. Let's take some shots with our pass game, and it's more of an illusion. As long as the team, the defense, has the illusion that you're running it, you know, the, the teams that have done it the best are like the Mike Shanahan teams. Everyone thinks that their run game is the most important thing. No, it's just you thinking that. It's the illusion of their run game that you want to stop, and then that opens up all these plays. And that's what those RPOs are. You know, the, some of those RPOs, 24 you know, passes easily could have been 19 to 14, you know, if some of those balls were handed off, but they were in such advantageous pass looks that Nick pulled in and popped the off the pass so it's more of an illusion aspect rather than hey let's just pound our head against the wall because it's, statistically it says it's the right thing to do yeah I'm all, it's always fascinating to me that debate because you could kind of play at both sides and uh kind of go on whatever one you want to defend that you have to be balanced or you don't whatever works obviously and i like the way you said the illusion of balance dan before we let it's you the go illusion. the illusion i like that and that's that's kind of what the eagles have have made themselves into an illusion uh and they're fooling people and they're doing it with talent too and it, it's something to watch dan Dan Orlovsky 7 to Twitter handle. Before we let you go, though, I see a podcast here. Let us know. You got a new podcast? Yeah, you know, I've started to do, obviously, the, the film breakdown and stuff on Twitter, and then people say, keep doing a podcast, or 
people have always said, you know, start a podcast, start a podcast. So I started a podcast. I'm, I'm working my way through some technical difficulties of it, but, you know, I do – I do think that I've got this wealth of knowledge to kind of share, and that's my biggest reason of trying to want to get into the broadcasting media world is just to share this stuff because, you know, there's just a lot of miseducation out there. And so I started it up, and we've done two episodes, and it's, it's gone well, and it's been fun to do. And, and uh, it's called the, the Backup Plan Podcast, and I'm hoping to give people an insight of, you know, what it's like to be a backup and through the eyes of a quarterback and seeing all the things that go on and, and just kind of giving my viewpoint or my insight as a quarterback. So that's kind of what the goal of the podcast is. Why it's awesome. I I listened to it, Dan. I'm I'm happy to uh, share it out with the audience here. And uh, it's a perfect time right now too, because the Eagles are in the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback as their coach, Mm -hmm. their offensive coordinator. And of course the guy under center right now, Nick Foles, Dan, we'll do it again next week. Have a good one. And uh, excited to talk again as we get ready for Super Bowl. Thanks for having me guys. There he goes. Dan Orlovsky. Follow him on Twitter at Dan Orlovsky seven. The Backup Plan podcast, he's good. I mean, he knows his stuff. And I do think there really is something to this. And I don't know if Dan's going to become a coach or he's going to do media stuff for the rest of his, his working life. But I said this last week during a show I did with John Ritchie. There's something about Doug Peterson. It reminds me of a backup catcher in baseball. Or, you know, a, you know, not a star catcher. But catchers always become managers. Or a lot of times become really good managers. And I, I think there's something going on here with Doug that we missed. And... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.